Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Definitive weekly news source. Co- news source? No, that's wrong. Oh my <laughs> god! Sorry. Uh, definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays, and thank you for coming to our second live show. <laughs> now you all know the gays are revolting. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here tonight to help you all be the best G's you can be. Except uh, for my straight boss, actually, who's <laughs> over there. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming. Before we begin, uh, the Gays Revolting acknowledge that Aboriginal Australians are the first people of these lands. Uh, we pay our respects to Aboriginal Australians past and present, and we recognise their continuing spiritual and cultural connection uh, to the land. Uh, we're also super uh, lucky and excited to be joined tonight by Trey Turner, uh, also known as their drag persona, Stone Motherless Cold, uh, who will be on the stage having a little bit of a chat with us yes. later. And... Uh, talking about NADOC week and uh, all the wonderful work that they're doing in that space. Yeah, and we also have a Q&A after the show, so if you can think of any questions during the show about us or our show or our, what we're talking about tonight, feel free. Also, this isn't one of those pretentious theatre productions. <laughs> Definitely feel free to take photos, videos, just yes. remember to tag us at Gays Revolting Pod yeah. if mm-hmm. I look good in yeah. the photo. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to see it. Oh, actually, <laughs> I just read my piece of paper and it told me it is time for us to read. Yeah. Ooh, the library is open. <laughs> drink for this. Oh, boy. An ammo. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. If it gets too <laughs> ready to go. So for those of you who have somehow ended up here and don't know our regular hosts, we're going to introduce <laughs> each other. And I'd love to introduce Thanks. the wonderful Mikey, who has rushed into his engagement quicker than RuPaul into the next season of RuPaul's Drag oh. Race. Yeah, thank you. Love you. Thank you. Oh. And our next lovely host has had more emotional outbursts on our show than Chris Crocker 2002. <laughs> it's Thomas. <laughs> Love you. 
I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> <laughs> and if his facial features were any closer together and his facial hair grew any longer, then he'd look like Taylor Swift in the new Cats movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. Kyle! Wow. <laughs> And everybody likes him, but he's the only person that can see it, just like the new Instagram update. It's Luke! Hey! <laughs> uh, so we have just celebrated our one-year anniversary of doing our show, and we just want to say a big thank you to everyone for tuning in. And we love that you guys love the show so much, so yeah. thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> a big thank you, actually, especially to the four Patreon members. <laughs> really keeping up with the um, it helps support the show. You get access to our bonus shows as well. And it pays for our and red wine. Which yeah, is it pays it. for these drinks as well. It um, apparently means the world to us, according to the print app. <laughs> <laughs> it does. We, we, we really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, and also, don't forget, we're having a bit of an unofficial uh, after party at DT's Hotel in Richmond. Has anyone been to DT's before? <laughs> Oldest permanent gay bar in Melbourne. Very exciting. Tabitha Turlington will be doing a bit of a drag show. Free, it's free entry for everybody. And uh, if you show your ticket from the Gays Revolting tonight at the bar, you'll get a free shot. So, you know, we're going to go there and we're going to get smashed yeah. and fucked up Let's and uh, just forget all of the fuck ups that we're about to do. Yeah, free, they're actually free uh, flu shots, after. actually. So, <laughs> if anyone's worried about the coming months. We have some really exciting topics to talk about tonight. We're talking about group sex parties, the Kinsey scale, trust and relationships, and we also have a really great interview with Trey Turner. Yes. Um, and yeah, without further ado, what is started? Yeah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start off. My, I'm first. My topic's first. And I'm so excited about it. It's group sex. Oh boy. Yay! <laughs> so, I, I, and when I say group sex, look, we've talked a lot. I, I can't believe we're only 40 seconds into it, but we've talked about what on Wellington before yeah. and uh, other sex on site premises. Not so much that kind of group sex, more your organised group sex mm. party. Mm-hmm. So, uh, usually at someone's house or a rented venue or something like that, Airbnb or something like that. Real mm. fancy uh, and, in, and, yeah. and when I say group sex, I think we're talking five or more. We, yeah, five more. Yeah. Okay, so three four some, is a yeah. threesome wouldn't be group sex. That's just threesome's not group sex, no. But no. if you and your boyfriend want to try it out, <laughs> I am very. <laughs> Hi, Duncan. How are you? <laughs> we can warm up to the. I group just stuff wanted later. to mirrors count. Huh? Mirrors, mirrors, no, I'm not. sorry, Duncan. Okay, that's, okay. <laughs> that's the closest in a hall of mirrors and yeah, wow. yeah. the closest I've got is getting ejected yeah, right. from a hall of mirrors. <laughs> no, I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk more about organised sex parties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now these can be ones where money is made. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two really popular ones in Melbourne. So the reason I, f- I, I got really fascinated about this is I was catching up with a friend of mine and we did that awkward sort of, um, oh, how's things? Yeah, good, just working. How's things yeah. with you? Yeah, good, working. Doing anything else? And he goes, well, I started <laughs> running this business oh. uh, where, I, where once a month we have sex parties. So um, it's called Saturday Sessions. Has anyone heard of this? <laughs> <laughs> the one person out there. A couple of people mumbling yeah. up the back. <laughs> so there's two, apparently two major groups that organise sex parties in uh, Melbourne. One of them's called Saturday Sessions and one of them's called Orgy, Orgy, Orgy. Uh, <laughs> Do you run that one? Yeah, good name. <laughs> so the Saturday Sessions one is the one that I know more about because my friend's running it. So mm-hmm. just to give you a bit of a breakdown of how it works, yeah. Is there a code that people can use to get to a get discount? Dis- 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have sex on their lovely koala mattress. <laughs> <laughs> still still pe- plugging that one. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, so the, the Saturday sessions one uh, that my friend runs, right? So you, it's, a, it's an invite thing, but you okay. can apply for an invitation if you haven't been invited. So there's yeah. a website, it's called sat- satsesh.org. 
if anyone mm. wants to check it yeah. out. <laughs> so you go Everyone's on, getting you out go on there now. and you uh, apply, you just tell them some details about yourself, uh, you send some pictures and that sort of thing, and then they send you an invitation. Now, it's not necessarily, like, it's not, like, for only pretty people or anything like no. that. It's just that they try to have a good balance of people there. Yeah. Usually about 60 to 70 people. Um, they rent it, so it's $25. So if you get the invitation... 60 to 70 people? Yeah, 60 to 70. Oh, this is like in a your little mind, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Naked how, and many, having like, how much cheese and crackers do you have to get for that? So this one, yeah, 60 to 70 people. They rent, so it's $25 to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that covers... Uh, Booze and food, they do nibbles. Um, I assumed my friend was running it so we could have sex with lots of people. Um, I was talking to him about it the other day, and he said, No, 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 I'm in the kitchen the whole time, just like sausage rolls going in the oven. This is, I mean, party host anxiety, (laughs) but and and boo covers your booze as well. Uh, it also so they rent an Airbnb every a different Airbnb every month. Um, they always make sure. <laughs> Any Air- Airbnb owners? Oh, sorry. Oh. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to do it in your own house, you know. No. Um, oh. So they rent an Airbnb. <laughs> That's a lot gross. of you know, bodily fluids that they have to yeah. pay now. So, but and this is the funniest thing. So, yeah, it's very, very professional. Uh, the $25 covers the booze, the Airbnb. Yeah. They also supply condoms and lube. I found out today, though, that they don't pay for those because they have a partnership oh. with Thorn Harbour Health, which is formerly the Vic AIDS Council. <laughs> so, they, Thorn Harbour Health actually gives them a whole lot of lubes and condoms. And also, apparently, like stuff like free iPhone covers and things like what that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so I know, you get like I a party sitting, bag when you yeah, go to these events. <laughs> and that's sitting on the kitchen bench where my uh, friend's making the sausage roll. Cute. So, you know. It, it's, so, it's so funny you talk about sausage. The only like. <laughs> The closest group sex encounter I've ever had was one of those grinder. You know, I was quite hedonistic back in the day. Yeah. I thought, I'll give this a go, and I was getting messages, and, and it was looking like a group of, like, 10 to 15. Yeah. And thought, I'd give that a go. Rocked up to this guy's house. It was not a... Airbnb didn't exist back then. Mm. So it was at the guy's house. It was black and white days. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it was black and white for some reason. We yeah. didn't have colour. And... No one turned up. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> start so getting suspicious that it was never going to be a group party, and this no, guy just wanted to have no, a elaborate plan. It triggered me because there was a like tray of party sausage rolls. Oh. Right. Oh. For did you get a sausage people. roll? Last thing I'm craving when I'm about to eat an ass out is a sausage roll. You know, <laughs> I don't know maybe it's like Thomas. some. Some sausage. I, I don't know. There's some correlation between group sex yeah. and party oh pies and, and sausage, sausage rolls. rolls. Yeah. Mm, For me, um, they're more reminiscent of a nine-year-old birthday party. But no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah. So the Airbnb thing is an interesting element. So my friend was saying what they do is they, they get there early. Him and the guys that he organises it with, and yeah. they'll pack up all of the items around the house because they don't want anything getting damaged. Yeah. They, they want to be respectful to the house. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. so yeah. respectful. They pop them in drawers yeah. and whatever. Don't want and any then, props used and or anything. 9.30 to 10.30 is rock up time. So you, you mm-hmm. can't arrive earlier than 9.30 and you can't get there later than 10.30 because they lock the doors at 10.30. Okay. So 9.30 to 10.30 you they arrive. They lock the door like with people inside? <laughs> oh, no, you're allowed to leave. I've seen this horror movie. People like, <laughs> coming, you know, rocking up at 1am being like, oh sorry, I'm late. So it's like you've got to get there between 9.30 and 10.30. You go to a room and undress to your, strip down to your undies um, oh. and in that period of time. 
socialise, have a sausage roll. Sausage <laughs> 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 roll. Yeah. Have a drink or whatever. And then at uh, 10.30, uh, that's when they shut the door and everyone okay. takes off the undies and that's when you start. And so there's different stuff going on in different rooms yeah. and that sort of thing. Now, this one has rules. So... If you are looking at going to sex parties, I've looked up some tips and that sort of thing. One of the things that they say is find out as much of about the party uh, as possible because we mm. all have different preferences for different stuff. Make sure now, they aren't serial parties. killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell Some you that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us on stage have a thing for serial <laughs> yeah. killers. Yeah. Luke loves being choked. <laughs> I'll tell you that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, generally it's advised that you find out a lot mm. about, about the party. So often the uh, sex party scene is closely associated with the chemsex scene or the PNP scene, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally fine if that's something you're into. This party is a no-drugs party, so you can have all the sausage rolls and, and <laughs> red yeah. wine that you want, but yeah. no no drugs at this that's party. That's all the drugs I need. Yeah. <laughs> Does that include ammo, though? No, they no, specifically okay. say oh. you're allowed ammo. Fucking thank yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, you brought it on stage. <laughs> what are you um, going to need it for? <laughs> just, you know, you never know. You never know. Um... So yeah, so uh, this party is, is a no, a no uh, drugs party, uh, and the other rule they have is that there's no piss play or scat play, but because they don't want to have to clean up the Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Um, the other thing that I thought I said to my friend, oh gosh, you must be making it. You've got sixty something people coming, twenty five dollars a ticket. Party pies aren't that much. Yeah. You must be making a good <laughs> amount of money. And he said, he said, no, uh, we don't. If there's any leftover money, we donate it to a charity. That's <laughs> so nice. they donate it um, to like <laughs> Thorn Harbour Health, uh, minus eighteen, yeah. or the, yeah. Wow. Orgies, orgies with a cause. <laughs> 60 people seems like so much. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like it would be so awkward just standing around. Like, is yeah. it just making like awkward conversation? Well, no, some people like having sex. So no. I know that's. <laughs> no, but I feel like, I feel like it's like. <laughs> it's like that. Awkward, I feel like would it be similar to that awkward stage when you're like trying to get into a lift and you're waiting? You're like, no, no, you first. Yeah. Yeah, like, except the lift is like a person. From one like, <laughs> From what I understand, you can get several people in at the same time, just like yeah. a lift. Oh. And like, do people meet question, people though. at these things? Yeah, like, so, like so we locked eyes, and there had, were three people. They've had six him. relationships <laughs> that have started at these parties where they've gone on into, into wow. having relationships, and some of them That's have become hectic, monogamous yeah. relationships. <laughs> some of them uh, still come to the parties, but they're together now, and okay. they met at this. It's, be- it's quite a romantic <laughs> thing, really. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just like Lady Gaga says: there can be ninety-nine people. <laughs> <laughs> 60 to 70, but yes. Yeah. It really, really just takes one. I'm doing the maths. I'm going, there's 150 people here. <laughs> well, wow. what I thought would be nice is if we all experience our first group sex party together right now. Yeah. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Sorry that wasn't on the invite, guys, but that's, yeah. Some other tips for anyone that's thinking about going to sex party. Oh, sorry. So I was talking about the two different parties. So that's mm-hmm. the Saturday sessions yeah. party. Uh, then there's orgy, orgy, orgy. So that one is an open door thing. It's, it doesn't sound like my cup of tea, the orgy, orgy, orgy one. Do so they call themselves the Triple O? Because that the just gives me... I don't know, but I love the name. K-K-K-K I also think it'd be a really good drag name as well. Orgy, orgy, orgy. Orgy, orgy, Welcome to the stage. Orgy, orgy, orgy. It has a ring. So that one's an open door thing. You don't apply or it's not a curated event or anything like that. Has anyone done an orgy, orgy, orgy party? Don't have to say... Crickets. And that one is a drug-friendly one. Now, I we've talked a lot about drugs on the podcast. I love a bit of ketamine. Yeah, all that. I gag for MDMA. Oh, give me a line of cocaine. I can smell that someone has cocaine in this room. Definitely going to see you at DTs afterwards. But I think we all four of us are sort of... We sort of steer clear of the ice and the gin. The doozy ones. The bad ones. 
Well, um, you know, it's per- personal preferences, it's preferences but yeah. um, that's that's something that I personally stay away from. So, uh, so apparently that's more common at the orgy, orgy, orgy party, so I won't be going to that one. But I am very excited to be going to my first Saturday sessions next yeah. week. So you haven't I been to an orgy wait. party at all before? Yeah, twice. Uh, oh. Many years ago. Not not these ones, many yeah. years ago. When, like, on the days of Manhunt, <laughs> when you had to log on, oh, on, a, on a desktop computer. <laughs> And uh, and I couldn't afford. I didn't even have yeah. a credit card, so I couldn't pay for the. So you could only view like Do they ten charge? accounts a day or something like okay, that. Yeah. So you'd look real because they'd you could see really, the thumbnails really for free. Closely at the screen to see oh. <laughs> to see if it was worth clicking on the profile before you did. Tom actually pulled me aside like five minutes before we we're about to go on stage and said, <laughs> "Do you want to go to this party?" And I was like, what party are you talking oh, about? No. He's like, the group sex party. Well, he's going to be in, in Thailand. And in the, yeah. yeah. As if he's going to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm offended, but I'm no, that's fine. Like, I'm, uh, actually, Duncan, if you do want to come, it's not like he's going to run into you there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and then like, is it so awkward? What if you like run into people you know? Wow, well, like, so yeah. my friend that was running it said that quite often they'll have people rock up and then there's an awkward thing where uh, it's a, there's a friend there. Or, a friend. Or they're in an open relationship and their boyfriend there, oh, or they're in a closed relationship. Oh. <laughs> One time they had a, a, yeah, a guy rock up and they were in a, a monogamous relationship, and both of them were at this I was time. reading like some do's and don'ts. I they said the go in- with a friend, which I find very uh, well. That's like, <laughs> I, I <read> that too. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he's not <laughs> a friend. So. Also, what one I found horrifying was saying, don't wear good shoes. <laughs> oh. I, it didn't, I didn't like that. You've got 60 to 70 people coming uh, at some point. In yeah. The night. You know, oh, yeah, no. you don't want to have your good suede <laughs> shoes on. Uh, another footwear tip, though, that oh, I read right. online. Now, the Saturday <gasps> session the party, because I've got the guy in the kitchen, yeah. he's happy to look after your bags and that sort of stuff. But if you are more worried about personal belongings, mm-hmm. they say wear knee-high socks. Just and you stash all your things in there. Your phone, your wallet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your... Amel, you have. You can keys. get one of those like armband <laughs> things, like gym people wear. Yeah, he also said people wear bum bags, but bum bags. <laughs> oh, nothing. Oh, nothing is hot as a fanny pack. Bum bags, <laughs> yeah, it's not sexy at a festival. It's certainly not sexy oh, at a, at a no. sex party. Jesus. Uh, Christ. Other tips are obviously consent is really important. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy to forget in in a, in a, a group environment that you've still got to make sure that mm-hmm. consent is being oh, given. Mm-hmm. Um, so always be checking for Does consent and feel free to say no. Just because you're naked yeah. on all fours. Doesn't mean you have to have sex with everybody yeah, yeah. in the room. You still only have sex with the people. It's you want a to have lesson sex with. we all got to learn at some point. But we all. So you, I'm guessing, have never been to a sex party, have you? No, oh, never mind. Please. Just, well, no. I, like I've never been to one either. I'm not one for group sex. I feel like more than one, and I just get way just too really. Anxious. Yeah, that's, I don't that's know. That surprises like, me. Just, I'm not. No, no I'm, I'm, not, being, not, I'm no. not being shady. Like I just. No, I'm, know, I'm just you're an adventurous guy. Not really. Are you kidding? Like, I, I, no, you've no. sounded so. Normally, normally people ask me like prompt me for a threesome. I say if I want to disappoint two people at the same time, I'd have dinner with my parents. But, uh, but like a group setting, I don't like disappoint you're disappointing a group of three people. people at the moment. Well, so. I just do another live show. <laughs> like, 153. Yeah. yeah. So same thing. No, I just say that. Oh, we're gonna play it off. See you at the Saturday session next weekend, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So jumping right into our next topic, as all of you know, well, majority of you know, my lovely partner Joshua and I just got engaged. Yes. I'm super happy about Joshua, that. stand up. <laughs> stand up and show everyone how beautiful you are. Okay, um, don't. Fine. Fuck you then. <laughs> I don't like him. I think you should call it off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cancelled. No. No, no I, I just feel very lucky that I've found Joshua and he's really shown me 
how to be in a really honest and trusting relationship because mm-hmm. previous to Josh, I honestly haven't had any good relationships and one of the ones that really devastated me was I unfortunately was cheated on mm-hmm. and something really, really hard to go through. Mm-hmm. The guy, he was my very, very first boyfriend. Um, we grew up together. We had the same circle of friends. Like, our parents knew each other. We dated for about a year. It was super, super close. And, like, towards the end of the relationship, he just got really weird and distant. And being my very first relationship as well, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I have, like, no idea what's up with him. And sort of the last time that we hung out, um, we were getting ready to go to a friend's party. And he had gone to go ahead and have a shower. And he left his phone, like, on my bed. And I was just mm. like, all right. I either oh, need to like sorry. go through this guy's phone. <laughs> sorry, oh, I, I saw where I was going and I got yeah. excited. <laughs> I either like, need to just like you're actually a really awful person. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> she was like totally not listening. Like, oh, I'm excited <laughs> for this. Um, I either need to go through this guy's phone or I just need to see what exactly, happens. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, fuck it. Mm. I'm going through his phone. I'm going to see what's going do on. It. To find, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> do, do it. it's being done, do, Luke. Do it. <laughs> Like, I need to find out if there is anything going on and scrolled through his messages and unfortunately found that he had been messaging his ex-boyfriend and mm. saying that he wanted to break up with me. And in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn a blind eye and act like I didn't see this. Oh. And so we got ready, went to this party, got absolutely fucking hammered because I was just like, I feel horrible well, right no, now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alcohol. And... Um, all of a sudden, he just got really quiet and really distant. And I was just like, okay, I need to just bring it up now because that's the best time to bring up shit when you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> at a party, uh, at yeah, a party in front was of all your friends. Party? No. <laughs> and so I went to him and I was just like, look, what's going on? And he turned around to me, tears streaming down his face. And he's like, I've done something. And you're going to fucking hate me for it. Yeah, right. And I was just like, who was it? He said it wasn't just one person. Oh, oh, he was at that party I was at. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the short one, it was me. The, the <laughs> no, um, it was in front of everybody oh. as well. And I looked around at everyone, and I realised that they all already knew oh. every single one of them, and they were supposed to be my friend as well. Yeah. yeah. Relationship after relationship that I had after that, I sort of took that emotional baggage with me mm. and was always so mistrusting and suspicious of any partner that I'd ever had and would always go looking for stuff. And then I ended up being single for a very long time because I realised I was like, this isn't working. Mm. I need to stop looking for happiness within someone else and try and find it within myself. That was one of the first things I do (laughs) I remember, I feel so lucky. I feel like we are so lucky because we've been doing this podcast for just over a year and you guys have just met when we started, we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the first night that we did the first... Because we didn't know each other before we started doing no. the podcast. We'd met a few times. And then the first night we recorded, we all went for drinks. And you and I... Yeah. Being was, the yeah. alcoves. <laughs> of the we're there till like four in the morning. I was oh, thinking about how my grandparents my God, met and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Oh boy, you and you were, <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. Uh, and you were talking about... About Josh and how about how you had these apprehensions about going yeah, into a relationship yeah, and that sort of stuff, but you felt something special was there, and we're really yeah, lucky that we've been yeah. able to watch this beautiful this relationship uh, blossom and uh, and turn into an engagement mm. and soon a trip around the world and yeah, then marriage, um, which is really but, beautiful and exciting. But I remember you saying that it was really hard 
Yeah, it was just like seven just years. Yeah. I remember sitting at the bar and you saying you'd been single for seven years. Yeah. And you and I, we were both like, what? Like, I've always said, trust in relationships, that's for straight people. <laughs> like, that's, that's a heterosexual thing. Like, I, I know yeah. enough about the Reddit RuPaul's Drag Race community to know mm. homosexuals that we're all Nancy Drews. We know when shit is going. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, sure. we don't need trust in our relationships because we know what's happening yeah. <laughs> before yeah. it's before like everyone's gone through someone's yeah. phone at like oh, relationship. Fucking oh, yeah. yeah I mean, Duncan's very trusting. He has no yeah. passcode yeah. on his phone, yeah. but. His passcode is having a Samsung because <laughs> I don't fucking know how to use that. <laughs> like, I love it. It is like, it was warning signals like when I saw these green text messages popping yeah. up when we first yeah. started dating. So he's safe. <laughs> I go through your phone. <laughs> I do it at recording just to check just that yeah. you're not on our podcast. It's, like I feel lucky in my work because I work in mental health uh, at a um, psychology practice. So I got a chance to actually sit with a couples counsellor this week and she has probably the job I would want the least <laughs> yeah. in the world because I don't even like hearing about my fr- sorry, like <laughs> friends' relationships. Oh, all right. <laughs> you, you know, like, I'm over here then. <laughs> but let alone but like nothing. being in a room with when there are issues. And so I came to her and said, oh, this is something we're going to do. Discuss, and I think there's a lot of really interesting parts mm. of it, especially when it comes to the LGBT community. Yeah. And, and something that I sort of read up on through a few of the books that we have at work and something that I realised in myself as well is that sometimes as gay men or as, as, as members of our community, we kind of learn a, a level of distrust very oh, early sure. on. Yeah. Because before you come out of the closet you essentially are keeping a very large secret mm. to yourself for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it can actually plant a seed in your head of, yeah. if I'm able to keep this integral part of who I am secret mm. from the people closest to me, my family and my friends, for so long, what does that mean for the other people in my life Mm. and it can sort of snowball into this other thing where you start thinking well i kept that secret what secrets do other people have yeah Yeah. and that's a really hard thing to kind of break out of as you get older do you guys find that you're very giving with trust in relationships or is it something that kind of has to be built up (laughs) like tom you said you've been in a relation like open relationships before one well yeah well actually was that like from the get-go uh no it wasn't so i was dating i won't say his name but please like me um i was dating (laughs) 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 smush schmummish um i was dating a lovely guy and uh and we were (laughs) monogamous for i think it would been about a like one whole week or something like that (laughs) and then he slept with a friend of ours did you know uh no he told me like called me on the way home (laughs) oh by the way oh and um and that opened a conversation for us about yeah because he was very specific that he still loved me and Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't um because he was waning in love for me but he just enjoys having sex and i'd never really contemplated. Mm -hmm. i grew up in a very basic suburban white catholic Family. Yeah. I just I, the thought of being in an open relationship hadn't crossed my mind. So then we went into the uh, open relationship world. It was my first yeah, experience yeah. doing it. We lasted, I think, about another year after oh, that. Yeah. Uh, and for most of that, we sort of had some really 
defined rules about okay, how yeah. that would work. It was very much like it, it can't be dates, there's no dinner, yeah, there's yeah. no catching up again. Sort of if you're, and also because he travelled a lot for work, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, I'm, I'm, have a bit of a sex drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just a little, little one. The old grey mare just ain't what she used to be. Um, yeah, so we had these rules. Then towards the end we opened it up even more and that's, yeah. I think, was really sim- symptomatic more of mm-hmm. the fact that the relationship was time to end and we just weren't yeah. ready to let go and eventually we did and it was hard at the time but probably the, sure. probably a good thing. But I learned a lot about trust from that. Just going back though to, to what you were talking about about the LGBTI community or, or yeah. for us as gay men... Um, in a way, though, I think we're kind of, there's a silver lining to mm-hmm. the discrimination uh, that we've faced for centuries, mm-hmm. uh, and that is that the fact that we're only now getting marriage equality yeah. and that our relationships can be talked about in the workplace and, and we're, we're now able to be out in public about our relationships mm-hmm. is we're getting to define the rules of how they operate. Yeah, um, yeah and it's a Whether it's monogamous or mm. not living together, you know, we, we're able to decide how that works now, which is actually a really yeah. exciting thing that straight people don't get to do. My two brothers love them. They've got lovely partners that they've been with since high school, but that was laid out for them from the get-go. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're kind of in this exciting place where we get to decide how yeah. we do it and do it on our, our own, own terms. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, trust is something I, I, I learned from Beck is, is, is trust and what is betrayal and distrust is different yeah. in every single relationship it. and it's about having that conversation yeah. because yeah. betrayal can be something like watching pornography yes. yeah. Yeah. one yeah. relationship yeah. for example yeah, for yeah. Sure. a lot of the examples I've read about were financial yeah. you don't tell me about mm. your money for yeah. example so yeah. I don't trust you yeah. and, and that's Findom <laughs> Findom <laughs> That's a reference, guys. Episode <laughs> forty-seven. If you guys want done. to check it out, um, I've been making some banks since that episode. And, and <laughs> ultimately, it's just a conversation about like what trust means to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I what I need is I need to be able to trust you with A, B, C, yeah. and D. Yeah. And 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 I feel like as as gay men, we get to have that conversation a lot yeah. more mm-hmm. than our. I don't have that heterosexual <laughs> counterparts. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> found it with my own personal relationships, very yeah. hard to, like, give trust immediately. Mm-hmm. It is something that I've had to, like, build towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I first started dating Duncan, he goes to a very prominent gay gym. <laughs> so I was like, lots of hot people. I'm a very insecure yeah. person. I did get very Welcome jealous. Welcome to the Sydney gays. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that Sydney shit at the door. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I yeah, I was very... Yeah. Not forthcoming with yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, sure. like I trust him with my life yeah, now. Absolutely. Like it's just I trust him with my life. I yeah, he's very yeah. trustworthy. Person. Yeah, look at the guy; he's built. But um, yeah. I, I come from a bloodline <laughs> of not trusting. Like I have a certain gay. Oh, I've met your brother. I have yeah. a certain gay family member. <laughs> yeah. um, who I've had to help in the middle of the night because he's Hi, wiped his boyfriend's phone from entering the passcode wrong oh, no. too many times. <laughs> Three times, sorry. Three times, and then he convinced him that there was a glitch in the phone. So. I think I demand more <laughs> with trust from yeah. friends uh, oh, yeah. than I do. I'm not, yeah, relationships, I don't have that many rules okay. about how a relationship has to work. But I yeah. have, my friends are like, my gay friends mm-hmm. especially are like my family. Yeah. And yeah. we are incredibly close. And it's probably why I only have like a very small uh, group of friends because there is literally nothing. Like I can call them at seven in the morning mm-hmm. and be like, yeah. I am fucked. I am at Weddon Wellington. I need you to come and pick yeah. me up. And you, when you get here, I'm not going to have any clothes on because I've lost everything. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I'm calling you oh. off like the phone from behind the desk because yeah, I've lost yeah. my phone. And yeah. also I need to borrow $400 to get me through for the next <laughs> payday. Oh, um, but I, but I, yeah. I, and I'm not interested in having friends that I can't do that with. And they can do the same for me. I'm, that's more yeah. I think, where I demand trust yeah. in, in yeah. a relationship. I trust JB with... 
everything. JP, I, like I could put him up right now. I was now just looking at a different. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. JP's <laughs> right there, right, and the I could say men look the same to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were at a bar the other night, and JP yeah. knows the password to my, I think, my Facebook, Instagram, bank account. Pretty much, he could yell it out right now. And I think do those. It. Do you want to do <laughs> it? <laughs> now go. <laughs> and I think those. Trust and friendships are really important because the sure. difference is, is when someone cheats on you and the, and the relationship ends, yeah. you you don't have the you don't always have the opportunity to reconcile and yeah. fix mm-hmm. that distrust. Mm-hmm. It's it's an open ended question yeah. that then immediately, if you're like me and you just queue up the next relationship without thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> you just roll that straight into the next one. Whereas with friends, it's more of a like we've been friends for fifteen years, yeah. Yeah. so any sort Which of is a testament to your <laughs> patience. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, sure. It's a saint. <laughs> but personally, for me, I've found like I've had incidents of partners cheating on me, mm. and then it's just a they're cancelled. You know, yeah, they're cancelled. They're done. Thank you. Next. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we've had fights with friends where we think, oh, I'm never fucking talking to them again. Yeah. And then two yeah. days later, it's like, hey. it's like uh-huh. <laughs> you reconcile yeah. and you can put that. I'm ready to be hurt again. Behind you, but if if you're in a situation where you cut that person off and you never speak yeah. to them again, in some ways, you've never sort of reconciled yeah. that initial betrayal, mm. and um, so that's a hard thing to. Um, any uh, suggestions, guys? I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I got the question. I don't have the answer, but um, I think that's it. That's the, <laughs> that's a playoff. Yeah, <laughs> branding it up. <laughs> Yay. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, the next topic we're talking about is the Kinsey scale. Yes, which is fascinating. For those Please of you who don't know what me. the Kinsey scale is, it's a test that got created by Alfred Kinsey in 1948. Mm-hmm. It was a test to determine whether someone uh, was gay or straight. So mm-hmm. the test ranged from zero to six. Zero being exclusively heterosexual and yeah. six being exclusively homosexual. Mm-hmm. Six so being Tom. So if you're Kinsey six here. gay, you're all gay. <laughs> I broke the scale. <laughs> Um, yeah, so zero, zero to six. It was really like influential test at the time. Mm-hmm. It really like paved the way for like the spectrum of sexuality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really hold up as much in modern day society no. because they're 
sexuality is so fluid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, so it was more integral in the beginning of understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. And then I think um, it caused a lot of issues with um, bisexual people as mm. well because there's such a range between. But um, some people would say that you're only truly bisexual if you landed at three. So like a really 50-50, mm-hmm. you're equally right. um, attracted to one side and equally attracted to the other. Yeah. I got us all to do the Kinsey yes. scale. How about that was? You just thought he actually wanted to risk. talk to you for yeah. Yeah. So I was just being friends. <laughs> Despite popular belief, there's not like an official test, yeah, right. but no. there's like heaps of like BuzzFeed articles and stuff oh, like that. Oh, good. I d- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. trust a BuzzFeed yes. article to decide That's one we did. That's great. It's fascinating... I mean, for me, not so much the test, but yeah. that it was from it was 1948, 1948 that it was invented. Yeah, so it was I think a lot time. of the time we think that the beginning of understanding sexuality and gender identity yeah. sort of started in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, we were and in school back then. In 1948. So <laughs> 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 but I think we forget that this sort of stuff has been investigated and studied yeah. and, and there has been very progressive thought process. I mean, the Weimar <laughs> Republic is probably the best example of it. Um, Germany prior to the Third Reich and the, the Nazi Party coming to power. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually an incredible understanding of uh, homosexuality yeah. uh, and also um, of transgender people and all of that course. sort of stuff. And it's important to remember that advances can be lost mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. we need to keep yeah, working on them because, you know, we look at shit that's going on in America and that sort of yeah. stuff. I mean, even the UK was much more advanced mm-hmm. until... Th- World War Two, and then they sort of got influenced like by it, America and stuff. It even goes back to as far as like pre-colonization as well, especially with Ooh. like the Maori culture. Yeah. Mm. Like once colonization happened, that all was taken away. Yeah. And they're only just now sort of having a resurgence of that in the communities and yeah. the tribes over there as well. And it's same with like Native American people. Like, yeah. Like they recognise yeah, and Indigenous people, yeah. people in Australia as well. They recognise five different genders in mm. Native America. So like, it's cool that we're yeah. getting back to it. Um, they also believe that you didn't actually like get set with one number. It can change mm-hmm. over time. Right. Sorry, so we got off topic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to the Kinsey scale. <laughs> yeah. So you could, you can get gay. Yeah, which is you true. You can get gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> you can't, but other people can. Other people can. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also, it takes into account. Um, so it's not exact like your your past history of like having sex. It's also just mm-hmm. based on what you're attracted to. So you yeah, can right. be like married to a man being a woman but attracted to women and you could still be like completely bisexual Somewhere on the, like, yeah, like yeah. a three mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 oh god yeah. okay wait who knows <laughs> spill okay. the tea so in this BuzzFeed article there were eight <laughs> questions mm-hmm. and they were, they were all like kind of on a scale like so, so yes no yeah. maybe a little bit or a little bit less yes. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah number one the question was who do you find attractive we all answered the same with this so Mikey <laughs> 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 we all answered Mikey. That was a question. <laughs> uh, we all said, oh my gosh, you've got hard nipples. <laughs> we all said, I'm mostly attracted to people whom are the same sex as me. So I mostly attracted to mostly. people. Mostly. I, I like that we're like open yeah. to... I definitely appreciate an attractive yeah. woman. And the scale was kind of like... Mostly attracted to same yeah. sex. Yeah. Exclusively. It's yeah. only <laughs> or like... The second one was, who have you had sex with? This one was interesting because... Mikey! <laughs> Luke and Tom have had sex He's getting both. very angry. <laughs> Luke Josh and Tom... is going to meet me outside. He's going to jump you. Watch Luke out. and Tom have had sex with both men and women, whereas Mikey and I have only had sex with men. I've never had sex. So what are you talking about? I'm a good Christian <laughs> good lady. Christian. How dare you? get married. Uh, Tom, you put it in a woman. <laughs> I, was I have put it in a woman. What a lovely way of putting that. Thank you. 
That is. It was a beautiful romantic <laughs> night, and I put oh, it in a wow. woman. Um, I did my, but the first time was so uh, my best friend Bridie, who I've talked about on the podcast. We could not be more different people. We've known each other since oh kindergarten. God. She is obsessed with sports. She's a Paralympian and a motivational speaker, and doesn't drink was alcohol. Was your first time with a, <laughs> with a wait? Was your first time with a woman or a man? No, I had had sex with a man before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this was the night before. I, so we'd known each other since kindergarten we slept at each other's house like every night throughout our entire lives mm. and then the year ni- the night before our year 12 psychology exam we were like studying yeah. together <laughs> and then she would always sleep in my bed and we were in bed and then we just started fucking it's, <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> it just happens just story. Story. <laughs> it's like hey I'm here you're there uh, and then I had a girlfriend for a short period of time after that and I had sex with her but haven't since then but recently which I've talked about before um, yeah. have been looking for the possibility of a couple oh where the guy is bisexual that are open yeah, to yeah. Okay. a threesome because I'd like to have sex with a woman again but I'm nervous I'd be really bad and I don't want to disappoint her <laughs> so I need like I need someone that I can tap in yeah. in case sort I'm not buffer. doing very well <laughs> like, oh god yeah. oh my god and Luke well just to note there will be a Q&A section at the end oh, so sorry. if any applicants want details. to come yeah. up for Tom's <laughs> experience I don't know I've, I've always said I'd, I'd, I'd try anything twice this one only tried once You're like, nope, that's yeah. because I figured out it wasn't for me and I was extremely drunk, unfortunately. Okay. And the whole time, I think I was imagining Scott Wolf in Party of Five. Yeah. Oh my God. Which dates me a little I, bit. I, I, I'm, I'm no sorry, Carl, if you have no <laughs> idea what that was. And then immediately afterwards, the alcohol would hit me. So I like excused myself and I said, I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with you, but I am going to go vomit. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Dude, wonders for her confidence. It's not you, it's me. Oh, God. That's so funny. Poor woman. Threw up and then... um, Imagine never did that having again. to have sex with you and then watch you throw up. That's oh. awful. A lot of people have. That experience is <laughs> Fuck. That's not an uncommon experience. Okay. Question three. Who do you have sexual fantasies about? So me, Tom, Mikey all answered mostly just people of the same sex. Whereas mm-hmm. Luke fan- said he fantasizes about everyone. So oh, totally. don't make eye contact. No. <laughs> like, totally. I've had sex where... No, I haven't had sex. Sorry, I misspoke. I've had <laughs> fantasies where I've had sex with like multi-dimensional mm-hmm. beings. Oh my god! And oh. I've had sex with like feelings and yeah. like representations. Oh and, like that's not weird to yeah. me. Yeah. that's just like. Does that normal. translate to the porn that you watch? Like, do you watch like the? Monster I watch a lot stuff? of anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watch uh, a lot of Japanese. Do you watch like yeah. straight porn and stuff like that as well? I, I will watch any type of porn that is mm-hmm. available to and me. Legal. <laughs> and specifically yeah, say. <laughs> um, but the, the fun thing for me is I always... It's not really fun. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's not fun for them either. The fun thing for me is I think sex dreams and like sex yeah. fantasies oh. are really where you can't like hold up the prestige of who you mm-hmm. think you are. Mm-hmm. For me, when it comes to sexual fantasies, oh my, my dreams really betray... The kind who, of idea of who <laughs> I am as a person. Who did everyone have their first <laughs> fantasy about? I'm like, just wondering, and I, first, I just, before you ask that, I just, yeah. I'm just wondering what your sex dreams would look like. Yeah, you've been very Going to like... Ikea with Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're a bitch. <laughs> Getting a cappuccino. It is really hard to put together. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Fuck you, first of all. <laughs> um, I was saying, what, I wonder what... All of our like first sexual fantasies were. Mm. Oh, like, when, when I was your first gay like sexual fantasy. I, I'd say school. for me, 
there was a Robin Williams music video. What's that one when he like strips? And I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams. Uh, oh, Ro- like Robbie Rock Williams. DJ or something? Is that oh, Robbie? Robbie Williams. Oh, Williams. Robbie Robin Williams. 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 Robin Williams. Oh Not Genie. Not Genie. <laughs> No, he's not that sexy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh boy. Oh, I fucking punched yeah. that one. Oh, fuck yeah. Robbie that Williams. genie in Aladdin. Oh, no. Goodness. You could rub something. <laughs> rub my lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. The one I remember. Like... Okay, so, so I'm of that. Ge- we're of that generation <laughs> where computers were very new things when we were. About... Oh, you fucked a computer. No. <laughs> Um, and so we got the internet at home, and I was like one of the first people at school yeah. to get the internet, and so started looking at porn. But of course, this is in the day where you had there to was wait no like 10 videos. minutes for an image. Yeah. Like. Just images. There was no videos, and you'd click on a thing, and then you'd like go put the kettle on, watch some TV, <laughs> and it would sort of slowly be loading oh, like this. Shit. And you'd just yeah. be waiting. And sometimes you'd come before it even got like <laughs> to, the, to the knob of the yeah. dick. Like, <laughs> But I remember, because, you know, we all, we unfortunately all grew up in this straight society and make oh, the assumption yeah. that we're like everybody else. So I was looking at straight porn and then I realised that I was focusing more on, on the guys the guy, in the straight yeah. porn than yeah. I was on the girls. And that's, I think, what gave me the first mm. spark of the idea. Yes. And then fantasy-wise, I guess it was like guys I went to school with and that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Mine was Casper the Friendly Casper. Casper. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had a very, like, strong bond yeah. with Casper. Yeah. His dog died in Does one make of those cartoons. Does that make you a necrophilia? Yeah. And a pedophile. Yeah, he was also a kid. He's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a child. God. That's right. You, Look, were, you were as well. It's okay. No. The police are waiting outside. This is to catch a predator. <laughs> I th- I, I, because you're young when those, like, desires start bubbling up. Yeah. And you're watching a lot of cartoons, so for me, like the earliest gay crushes I oh God, you need sort of had were all animated. Yeah. Wolverine, like oh, Wolverine. Wolverine. That's, no, he's good. That's no. gay bait. That is not for, you, for. You know who my first one? I just like had a recollection. It was um, Freddy from. Um, Freddy Krueger? No, no, no. Scooby Doo. Like Fred. Oh, 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 like, oh Fred with your necktie. So oh cute. I just. <laughs> I was like, you want a hand drop from Freddy Krueger? With his little ascots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. remember there's probably like two people in the room that are going to get this reference, but Diver Dan from Sea Change. Uh, Diver Dan. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're moving to the next question. <laughs> oh, no, I want to do a whole topic about Sea Change. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, four. With whom do you form strong emotional bonds? Uh, Tom and Luke said, I have close uh, friends of both sexes. Mm-hmm. And Mike and I said, I'm close to people of the other sex. Yeah. I do find what? girls making friends. Yeah, growing up, I was always like, I had way more female friends than I did male friends because, like, all the guys at school were fucking Yeah, oh, yeah. all the guys were like, fucking I was like, I'm scared of you all. Yeah. Hell no. Like, and women are fucking beautiful. They're amazing. <laughs> They're my favourite. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, agree growing up, it was much easier yeah. for me to make friends with the girls than the guys. Uh, but now, I think uh, working a lot in the physical mm-hmm. gay space, yeah. I meet a lot of gay men, mm-hmm. so I make a lot of friends with them and I, and I have a lot of friends that are uh, female of mm-hmm. either sexuality. But yeah, mm. growing up, absolutely, yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Question five. Who do you feel most comfortable socialising with? But, Mikey. Um, <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Um, Tom said, I find myself mostly spending time with people of the same sex. Why do you hate women? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. I and then the rest, <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the rest of us said, I'm most friendly with people of the other sex. So it was kind of the same thing. Uh, question six. Think about people you socialise with most often. How do you think they identify? Uh, Luke said, most straight people, but I've got a few gay and bi friends. And then Tom said, mostly gay, but I'm friends with a few straight and bi people. 
And then Mike and I said, I'm friends with plenty of gay, straight, and bi people. Mm-hmm. We're so accepting. You're the same middle of the road. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like a variety in my people, yeah. you know? Social yeah. butterflies. Yes. Anyone and everyone. My three my friends friend. are literally there. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I based uh, all these Do you know how the producer <laughs> said to us we could have four free tickets each? I used one. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's oh. response was give them away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, sell them. We want the money, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just threw them off the top of a bridge. Uh. Just like. <laughs> Number seven, how would you identify yourself to others? Um, so I said gay mostly and then Tom and Mikey said gay and Luke said I don't like labels because you <laughs> I'm, she's different she's, yeah. she's, different. she's alternative <laughs> yeah like do you use the term gay to ever to identify or more like queer I the word gay it's weird I use queer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I use queer because gay had and we've talked about it on the show, but yeah, we've talking about it quite a bit. When, yeah. when I first came out as gay, that was a community that wasn't... Mm-hmm. And it, it was my own choices. Mm-hmm. I'm not making any judgment calls on the gay community, but the choices I had made led me into a scenario where I didn't feel very accepted, yeah. mainly because of my comments about Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it wasn't until... In the recent years, that queer has had a resurgence mm. and a oh my god, I almost said rebranding. <laughs> oh. um, the queer has has sort of come into its own as as this more umbrella term for people that don't quite fit within the other yeah. letters. Yeah. That I went, oh okay, no, this is the one that I feel really comfortable and and confident. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels right for me mm-hmm. and and for how I view myself. So. Mm. That is the the one that I chose. <laughs> queer is a wonderful term, and I do also identify as queer. But I'm also very um, defensive of the term gay. I think yeah. I th- I, okay. I, I'm concerned. I, a little while ago at Honcho Disco, I met this guy, and I said uh, he was a the sibling of a colleague, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, I didn't know because he was making out with a guy." I said, "I didn't know you were gay." He said, "I'm not gay. I'm queer," mm-hmm. and was and then we had a discussion about it and the perception I got was that he didn't like the term gay because of what other people's perception of gay is. Oh. And that yeah. sort of irked me a little bit is that I... I is that like internally there's nothing wrong with being gay. Like, if straight people don't like the term gay and you go, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't want to be part of that yeah, thing, yeah. that is a concern for me. Yeah. I, Which is not... I'm not saying is what no. you feel. Yeah, I know <laughs> you're not coming for me. I, but I, no, I, you'd know. I, I definitely... I don't. I'd say oh, something know. about that outfit <laughs> if I was going to come for you. <laughs> it's happened enough. I... I Definitely think there's a correlation between identifying as queer and being a person of colour. Sure, as yeah, absolutely, well, yeah. Because there is a a certain demographic mm. or a certain perception mm. of the word gay yeah. that just hasn't felt quite comfortable. I know you yeah. also have very much the same identified as queer in the mm. past, and and because of our own personal experiences, so it mm. it's much of a like. It's how we identify for ourselves. Mm, and yeah. mm-hmm. I respect that we have a... His- like, we can't lose the word yeah. gay. When yeah. we, can't, we can't lose the history behind that and, and the community and the work that's been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do know that there may be some fears that the queer... Like an umbrella term yeah. may then lessen the yeah, importance great, of yeah. the other... Letters within our alphabet. Anything that um, that 
sort of amalgamates our community back together again, mm. I think is a, is a wonderful thing. So, yeah. yeah. Question eight. You're boring. <laughs> Question <piece. Yeah>. eight, guys. <laughs> Remember this. Still with us. <laughs> um, what do you think of yourself as? So, Tom and Luke said, I've only ever considered myself as homosexual. Mm-hmm. That was a hard one to answer <laughs> like, because yeah, uh, it's not only ever, but mostly yeah. since I've been Mikey, sexually aware. Mike yeah. and I said I consider myself mostly homosexual, yeah. but not, st- not straight. Like, yeah, I consider like, myself straight curious. Yeah, same here. Like <laughs> I, I'm like 99% sure that I'm yeah. homosexual, but like I never want to... S- <laughs> 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 the marriage is off. <laughs> like I never want to say never to like a new yeah. experience, and uh-huh. I think I've yeah. always been open also, to... Also, I feel like... Would girls want to have sex with a gay guy that's like only yeah. ever had sex with? Not you, but well, other, probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, like a thing. I mean, I think a straight guy can have sex with a guy and still be a straight guy. So I think mm-hmm. I can be a gay guy that is open to having sex with a woman and still mm-hmm. be a, a gay guy or yeah. homosexual guy. Is the yeah. question asked? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that, what that, that was all the questions. So we actually all scored the same. Oh. Mostly gay <laughs> is the answer, and that's mostly like a gay. Mostly. Yeah, mostly gay. mostly gay. I like the word mostly, so it's like open a little bit. To <laughs> we can Welcome to the mostly gays are involved. <laughs> mostly gays are changing our name. <laughs> a definitive weekly news source for mostly gays. All right, um, so we're going to mix it up a little bit, and yes. for the last segment of tonight's show, I'd love a little bit of the red wine, <laughs> if Tom has oh, any of there. Um, uh, we're actually joined by a guest, so Trey Turner, a queer Indigenous person living in Melbourne, um, has agreed to join us, so everyone please put your hands together for Trey. <laughs> Fierce. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Make yourself comfortable and thank you so much for joining us. We can do a bit of shuffle if you guys need to adjust how you're sitting or anything like that. Now's the time to do it. Um, Trey, could you firstly tell us a little bit about your upbringing, um, especially within the Indigenous community, um, just for the audience and for ourselves? Yeah. So I'm an Aranda person from Alice Springs. and moved away from Alice Springs as pretty much soon as I was born and just lived along the West, the West Coast, yeah, uh, the East Coast. <laughs> um, and now I've been living in Melbourne for the past three years. Well, uh, last week was NADOC Week, which celebrates the history and culture and achievements of Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islanders. Can you just tell us a little bit about what cultural and educational sort of activities that happen during the week? Yeah, there's a fuck ton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that on the posters? Yeah. Standard fuck unit ton. measurement. Fuck yeah, yeah, love it. Week, fuck ton of indigenous events. Um, yeah, so there's so many that I'm not going to name many of them, but there's like Victoria has two weeks because, you know, classic Victoria just has to suck their own dick a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh. Sydney's got one week, we'll have two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, there's... Like the NADOC ball, there's like the Pride NADOC night, um, there's the marches that happen, there's like um, yarns with elders and stuff that are happening all around the two weeks. There's, there was this amazing event at the museum that was called the River of Language and you went into the Banjalaka Centre and um, just went along the exploration of um, Victorian 
Indigenous languages. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so you, so you mentioned the uh, Pride Night. You, you, Pride Night. You performed at the NADOC uh, Pride Night, uh, which is an event for emerging community leaders, uh, where you were crowned the 2019 Victorian NADOC LGBTQIA Plus Pride winner. Yes. Uh, along with uh, fellow Indigenous performer Astro, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that specific event? Yeah. So the Pride Night um, was just for. Not just for, but it was, you know, a, a community night for black queers to come in and perform and kind of um, show off themselves. And there were other community um, members. They didn't perform, but they were just talking about their social activism and what they do. And there was um, a comedian that was there. And so it wasn't just cool. like drag performers, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. but just queer community members and yeah, throughout the night. Just so cool. All did our deadly stuff and then I won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm not surprised. <laughs> so you perform as your drag persona, uh, Stone Motherless Cold. I love that name. Super yeah. cute. Um, in what way does your drag persona sort of allow you to express your um, Indigenous culture? Um, so it, it's interesting because I guess like... Um, people would normally assume that, you know, queerness is separated from Indigenous culture. Um, so people are like, how can drag be Indigenous? Um, but there's really interesting stuff and really interesting um, research that's going into, like, the queer identities that were happening, um, you know, pre-invasion and all the different gender identities that all the different societies had in Australia and stuff. And... You know, I've had an amazing... After NADOC Bow, I had an amazing um, PhD researcher come up to me and just like, yeah, so, you know, you've got... You're painting yourself up and it's this is what we've been doing, like, dressing yourself up and performing in front of people. Yeah. Like, that's obviously not all of us, but mm. it's, there's a very yeah. large aspect of um, that being culture and, I guess, myself taking... Um, not contemporary, but drag, drag culture, and trying to yeah use that to explore mm. all my identities. Mm. I love your drag name. How did you come up with that? Um, Stone comes from is comes from Patsy Stone from Ab Oh, heaven! Oh, I love it even yeah. more, uh, sweetie yeah. darling. Um, but also comes from a reclamation of how I just throughout all my life people said that I was a really bitchy person and <laughs> would always... Um, I don't believe it. <laughs> no. Um, would always have people, like, do the classic, oh, I thought you were a real cunt when I first oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. It's our first C-bomb of the night. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, we like it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, so I guess it's, like, a reclamation of just having that bitchy, stone-cold face. Um, and Motherless comes from that I... Don't have a drag mom. Oh. Um, and just started doing drag myself yeah. in Melbourne. Um, yeah. But so you don't have a drag mom, but you actually have been quite instrumental in creating some wonderful opportunities for other drag performers. Um, you've produced uh, a lot of Aboriginal art of arts events, including some at the Year and Boy Festival, which was finished about a, was a month ago. Right? Sure. Yeah, around about that. <laughs> we all drink, you know. Right? It's hard to remember. Now, Miss First Nation was a talent-based pageant uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander drag entertainers, uh, which was staged for the first time in Melbourne. It's been done in Darwin for a while, but 
first time in Melbourne at the Urimboy Festival uh, this year. Um, what does it mean to see fellow Indigenous drag entertainers hitting the stage? It's obviously probably yeah, inspirational, but yeah. It's very inspirational. It's inspirational to see that all these different artists have come from all over Australia mm-hmm. um, and coming together to help create like a Indigenous drag community that I was struggling to have when mm-hmm. I first, um, still struggling to have. Like it's not that extensive and you know, we're all doing our own thing so it's like hard to have a set um, physical kind of yeah. community in terms of like Indigenous drag. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to see all these different drag artists from all across Australia doing their thing and like lots of lots of visibility in terms of mm-hmm. that and yeah, it's just inspirational because they all look mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's, we can look good. So you <laughs> <laughs> look fucking she good. Does. Uh, she does. Now you said you don't have a drag mother. Have you become a drag mother? Um, I drag children. I have. I have started a drag house. Oh, yes. Um, the Stone Cold House. The Motherless House. Oh. Motherless House. <laughs> motherless um, House. Yeah, and that's just to get the friends and people that are around me that I love, and always they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I want to start. I want to do drag too. I do, yeah. you know." And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Okay, cool, do it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a lot of people in your house now? I have four people in the oh, house. Um, Who are they? What are their drag names? <laughs> name. I have Cerulean, I have um, Perth, and I also have... Um, Perth is the drag name? Perth is the drag Amazing. name. Amazing. I love it. Because they're from, I don't know, where? Uh, <laughs> Brisbane. Uh, Dandenong, yeah. They just, they just really love Perth, yeah. Um, and also Brokaki. <laughs> oh, so good. That's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I think it's really interesting that you've talked about some of the historical um, queer roles in Indigenous culture because I think we've all sort of aware of and read articles about sister brothers and... uh, Sister girls and brother boys. Yeah. And brother boys. And we we know that there are representations within Indigenous communities for that. And the other thought I was having when I was looking at these are they are quite gender-based, you you know. Identifying as non-binary or being something that's in between those, um, have you found that a different space within your own community? Is it something that already exists but we're just not talking about it? Um, yeah, I'm just really fascinated by, yeah. by that. Um, so, yes, I put a lot of thought into just this general concept of gender in Indigenous communities. Um, but um, the idea of it being binary, I think, is very um, colonial. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've um, talked to heaps of people and heard heaps of stories that if there's um, a trans woman or if there's a trans man or, like, you know, whatever, um, then they play that role. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. they're a, if they're a woman, then they're a woman. Yeah, exactly. And if they're a man, yeah. they're a man. But in, I guess, saying um, like gender roles is colonial because it's we have these um, family ties and stuff. To it's not based on like I wouldn't say it's necessarily based on like your genitals. It's not mm-hmm. if you have a vagina, therefore you're a woman, and it's. Because it's we have you know we have our aunties and our uncles and stuff. It doesn't have to be our biological auntie. It doesn't have to be our biological yeah. uncle. You have it's those the family role. roles. It's the role that you play. Yeah, right. And so yeah. if 
you know, if you're a woman, um, then you'll be a woman, and so you're um, expected to play the woman's role yeah. in that society, or mm. men, vice versa. Um, so I guess kind of trying to put a binary, like a colonial binary mm. on um, indigenous gender is just not possible because mm. it's mm. not based on... It's always, it always feels like something's lost in the translation. When you read yeah. these articles, it's, it, it's obvious that potentially the person writing it is not a part of yeah. that community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Classic. it always feels like, oh, I'm, I don't feel like I'm getting the full scope of what, it, what this actually is. So that's why I really appreciate you being here tonight and being able to talk to us all to, to let us uh, sort of learn that there's something in between and and that it isn't, you know, I, I hate to make white people jokes, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> do you do it so well, <laughs> but I do it so well um, that it's like Mike even said before. But that some of these roles existed before mm. yeah. um, sort of white people introduced the names for them, and then yeah. we kind of rigidly fit into them. Yeah, so. it's the struggle of having to like the yeah colonial, mm-hmm. like trying to put indigenous gender identities and these colonial structures to fit it in, yeah. Yeah. just so that we're able to talk about it and understand it yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's, mm. it's just <laughs> colonialism <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> um and Trey there's a lot of really good organizations that support aboriginal and torres strait islander lgbtqia plus people um like black rainbow um Suicide is the leading cause of death in Aboriginal communities um, for young people. Uh, how would you say that impacts the community? Um, I wouldn't say the statistic impacts, but like yeah. you know, societal pressures. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a hectic. Like a few years ago, there was a 13-year-old um, queer teenager that um, committed suicide because mm. they were just facing a lot of pressure from outside forces and there's like a like you get there's people like pressures from Mm -hmm. um like white society for you to be this certain type of queer person and then there's pressures from indigenous community to be this certain type of indigenous person and the lack of visibility of like there are actually people out there um like there are indigenous queer elders that are out there living their lives and Mm. they're happy and successful and you know they can they're not these like the you, positive stories yeah you can live yeah. these lives as both a queer and black person yeah. in australia but there's just a lack of it and mm. so there are these you know young kids um like, yeah young kids that are struggling with mm-hmm. letting just trying to justify to themselves that they can be both these things i know i did that i was like mm-hmm. how can i how can i be both black and queer how can i and then having these, like, colonial um, expectations of being black mm. and, like, yeah, like, like you said, you know, we read these things and we're like, okay, cool, there's a man and there's a woman in Indigenous society. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do I, as an Indigenous person, read these things when there's a lack of also traditional knowledge that I get? I, wasn't, I didn't grow up in Alice Springs, so I unfortunately don't have um, that much traditional knowledge. And so I don't really know how Arunda, um Actually, I know that we only have one pronoun and that's used for everybody. Oh, oh wow. But we also have words for, like, gender roles, mm-hmm. which I, is really fascinating because it's just, like, 
if that's the role you play in oh, that society, that. It's yeah, then that's yeah. the role you play. If you're a mother, you're a mother. And I think it's kind of very similar to how queer people and how we have our queer families and our chosen families. And, and it's like, you have the mother, you have the mother. Mm, yeah. These are the roles you play. And <clears throat> yeah. What wow. does, so sorry, what does organizations like um, Black Rainbow do to, to help? Um, so Black Rainbow is a very specific one for like suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it like a hotline or do they do like meetings or? Um, like an organization, I guess like, yeah, they have, I think they have a hotline. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, I'm not that entire, that's the only national oh, right, okay. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know of any other ones? I actually don't. And I think that's, that I is probably that's the shame that's, is that there's not more that you that yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I I had this question before and I was like you know what do you feel about Black Rainbow and I'm like why is that the so only yeah. 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 to be to be out there and be yeah. something that we I mean I'm sure like, there's more community based ones yeah. and stuff but it mm. yeah that's the only national mm-hmm. um, Black queer charity organization. Mm. Mm. Oh, is it my shot? Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just having a nice chat. Uh, now, you mentioned before that you live in Melbourne uh, and you've uh, been here for a few years uh, working to increase visibility for other Indigenous LGBTI people that don't have the access to the resources um, that you do or that people living in inner-city cities do. Um, how can white Australians like myself uh, help to be the best allies uh, possible to our queer Indigenous siblings? Yeah, um, so I guess just like shut up and listen. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was doing. Fair. I couldn't even be like, you were doing well. You are doing well. There you go. She's telling um, yeah. you the truth. I'm not going to praise you, shut but like, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> oh, I fucking love you. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, I guess... Yeah, shut up and listen. You know, yeah. there's, there's NADOC week, you know, which we have mm. running for two weeks and there's just events all running through. Like, um, I'm studying linguistics, so the River of Languages was a very fascinating part to me. And um, there's going to be events that, like, if you're interested in something, which I'm sure, I hope you are, then there's going to be a NADOC event that will be about that or that will, yeah. you know, can you can try and connect to or translate Mm -hmm. your thinking of that into that and, you know, learn a bit more about the, um, how the people of this land dealt with those issues and, and how, and you can kind of relate to how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know. Yeah. Like just listening. Um, also don't come up to me and say that, my drag daughter was better than me and you have like... <laughs> 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 oh. This is like a personal note for someone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there. Very specific. To the French guy who, like to the French white guy that had dreadlocks, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. That will oh. remain in the episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> that will reach the French guy with the dreadlocks. <laughs> Trey, thank you so much thank you. for joining thank us. You. I really appreciate it. You're amazing. Thank you. So good. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, that's our show. Thank you, everyone, for coming and supporting us and listening to our podcast. Please tell your friends and continue listening. Yeah. We'll-
Yeah. That Q&A yes. section will be our after show. Th so thank you for creating yes, paid, paid content for yes. our... Uh, thank you, everyone, that has subscribed to our Patreon. You still yeah. can do that. Um, it really does help us continue to build this show and yeah. keep and doing live shows and tour. And, yeah. and who knows what we'll do next. I really want to say a really big thank you to our producer, Dan, because without him, yes. the show would We would not be here without him. Thank you, Dan. Dan. We love you Dan. so much. Dan, every week, Dan has to week. listen to us ramble on he for hours. Don't forget, come along to DT's for our unofficial after party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DT's Hotel in Richmond, free entry, free shots. Yeah. Um, I would like to, so this is actually going to be the last episode that Mikey's on for six months. So the episode that will come out tomorrow is just me and Mikey and yeah. our mums, and it is fucking adorable. Our mums are now our best, best friends. friends. They've decided yeah. that they're going to be each other's lesbian beards. Yes. So, oh, no. <laughs> so that they can go out to gay bars yeah. together and pretend to be together. Oh, wow. uh, it's very, very cute. So listen to that. Yeah. But then this and episode will come out next, next weekend. Week, yeah, yeah. And it's Mikey's last yeah. episode for six months. So Aww. I'd like to, everyone, a big round of applause to congratulate Mikey and Josh on their engagement. Yay! Thank you. Uh, we are going to miss you so much. But he has... Promised us he'll yeah. be back in 2020, <laughs> just in time for the next large yes. show at Midsummer Festival. Yeah, ready to go. We are the Melbourne Gays. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Poppy's out the door. She's running. Run, Poppy's girl. Run. <laughs>